0: Hello and welcome to the Mediumship Matters podcast season three. I am so happy you are here. My name is Hannah McIntyre and I am a working evidential medium and spiritual teacher but I don't believe that I am anything special. I believe that spirit communication and connection is available to everybody not just the chosen few. I got so and fed up with all the lack of integrity and understanding in the spiritual teachers that were out there, I decided to start this podcast and I have been so lucky to have so many of you join me on this journey of exploration and understanding and what the heck is happening. So if you're here looking for truth, reality and what it's really like to be a working medium at the moment, in the world, the way that it is, you're in the right place. You can expect plenty of tips, honesty, insight from my spirit team, and wonderful guest speakers. I can't wait to have you on this journey with me. Let's begin.
1: Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. How are you doing? Before I go down the rabbit hole of the second part of our foray into evidential mediumship, Just a reminder to check out my website, hannamedium.co.uk, because I have got residential events uh, up until 2024, booking at the moment, live shows. Um, There's lots and lots going on. And you can also join my mailing list to be first in the know when new things happen. So we'd love to have you there. Right, if you are one of the wonderful souls that took the time to email me um, or put a review on or comment on social media just to let me know that you really enjoyed part one of Evidential Mediumship, thank you. Thank you so much. It really does mean a lot to me to hear from you and to know that it is making sense, kind of, in the batshit crazy way that it all goes. So thanks. Thanks. So here we are. You are learning to experience spirit. You are learning to trust what you are getting. You are thinking about the things that you would like to receive at the beginning of a reading to open you up to. The spirit to the blend, you are finding the things that will help you to surrender. Because if you've got that expectation of several different items that it could be from, that allows you just to move into that space, doesn't it? Of allowing. So you've got that going on, you're practicing that, and you're learning how to perceive and receive energy. And that's hard. If you feel like you're not, it's not really happening. It will be, but that's the journey for all of us. I doubt this. I'm sure it should be clearer, stronger. I'm um, not sure I have the ability to do what I want to do, that kind of thing. It does really um, take you on a journey, evidential mediumship. And that is why you should always start with being comfortable with yourself. Because the tiny little pauses as you go and wait wait to receive another bit of information from the spirit world are the places where your internal dialogue will take control and tell you you're not good enough and tell you you're fraudulent and tell you you couldn't do it anyway and that nobody likes you in that space you'll be amazed how much stuff can come up and as I said we're always trying to aim for that flow and sometimes that flow is possible and sometimes it just isn't. But in an optimum state, when you've got a really, really good, full-on blend with the spirit world, you will be in a space where you are receiving the next piece of information as you are saying the piece prior. And it becomes like ticker tape. You receive it from spirit. It comes in and out of you in a very fluid motion. That's what we're aiming for. But it does take time and practice to get there. So really important to understand the limitations of mediumship when you are developing and also just in yourself I know that when there's days when I'm tired or I feel nervous or it's getting to me I do less good work than I do when I'm fully in my power and everything's swinging and that's so much to do with my mental state and where I feel and my energy levels and my hormones and everything that's going on in my life that it's really unquantifiable. And just a reminder that we've got that mediumship triangle, we've got a spirit in perfect alignment always, then we've got the two uncontrollable variables, one being us and one being the sitter, and you're trying to navigate that to make that powerful link. So it's hard, it is hard, and one of the things that I wanted to start off by talking to you about is getting it wrong to get it right. Because what happens with your mediumship is you will find that it becomes, there's a pattern, a habitualness to it. Because those first few bits of evidence that you decide you want to get, because you are used to getting them, you then find that you get them every time. And it's something we kind of have to hold ourselves accountable to as mediums. Because we know, don't we? The spirit world are always there, they're all present. And we know that our ability to perceive them is us as the medium, we control that. For so long, I thought that spirit was sending the most appropriate spirit to step forward and work with me. Now, I'm not so sure if it is the most appropriate spirit or a combination of that because I still believe that spirit have their intelligence and their knowing and they know the best spirit for me to communicate for my needs and for the sitters. But I also think that it's also to do with us. Which which spirit feels more, most compatible with us and therefore which spirits we're used to receiving. One of the things that I often see happening with developing students is they they will get the same type of spirit again and again and again. And there's nothing wrong with that. But you have to kind of hold yourself accountable. You have to kind of go, okay, I've had nothing but grandparents for three months. I'm going to ask spirit to not send me any more grandparents for a while. I want to work with somebody else and allow that to happen. So You know those valves that I spoke to you all about ages ago in that podcast where I was saying we have hundreds of thousands of valves in our energy and we are in control of them. And what we receive and perceive from spirit is directly controlled by which valves we have open. We talk about how it's important to have as many open as possible if you're a medium, if you're a professional working medium, but let's talk about the value of shutting some of them if you're a a developing medium, if you are learning. I mean. We're all developing forever, but you know what I mean. Because if you find that you're getting the same information, the same types of spirits, the same, uh, you know, several things coming through, the best thing I think you can do is shut that valve and say to spirit, I don't want any more granddads or I don't want any more heart attacks or I don't want any more children so that you can learn to develop. And this is why it's important for mediums to go through a, full on proper development period before they start offering readings to the public because if you're reading to the public you need to be able to surrender to all types but in your development you should be actively testing it experimenting with it trying it see what works see what doesn't see what feels uncomfortable and sticking with that and pushing through the discomfort until you find that sense of ease. And as you develop on what sort of bits of evidence you would like to receive, you have to be willing to get them wrong, to get them right. There seems to be something that happens in our energy where we decide, for example, we want to start working on deaths and how people died. And in the opening up to it, it's like our valve is creaky and rusted and we have to open it very slowly. (coughs) and as we open it slowly in the practice of it it becomes fully open but before it does we can get things wrong and it's a really important thing to be able to be in that place where you are willing to get it wrong to ultimately get it right so every time I decide that there's something I want to add to my mediumship a type of evidence that I want to now receive I have to go through the pain of getting it wrong and feeling like I'm making it up and not being afraid of no's to be able to then ultimately get it right because that's where the surrender is. If you are still worried about whether you're going to get it right or wrong and how you're going to look to your audience or to your sitter, you are not in a state of surrender. So it's only when you are willing to get it wrong, you are willing to look like a wally, you are willing to look like you've made it up, in the doing of that is the surrender which means you will ultimately get it right. So it's a really important thing to talk about because no one ever spoke to me about this but every time I've tried to add something new into my mediumship there has been a period of time where I have assimilated to the frequency of that energy and I have got it wrong and I could have Easily said, right? F this. I'm done. It's not working the way I wanted to. Spirit are punishing me and giving up. And indeed, I have done that before. But now I go, okay. I'm still learning how to perceive and receive this energy. And if I give up now, I'll never be able to do it. So I have to keep on trying. And I feel like that's really important. I also wanted to talk to you. I know I mentioned the Claires and. Not, not getting caught up in the clairs when we were looking, I think, at finessing frequencies, but I just feel like I've talked to you for two months solidly already. I hope you're enjoying it. <laughs> but in that, um, trying to know which Claire you're in can also pull you out of your power. If you are thinking about what you are doing too much, um, you can pull yourself out of your power and you won't be in a state of flow. So it's good to know all the different ways you can receive the information. But what it's not good to do is be labelling it while you're working. You just know. When people say to me, how did you know that? I say, I don't know, I just know. I'm not one of those lucky people that can see spirit. I am just Hannah talking to a voice in her head the men in white coats are coming, and I'm giving you what I get. So don't label, don't focus on wanting to know what you are getting and how you are getting it, because that can pull you out. Just go with, say what you see. What am I getting? What am I experiencing? What am I feeling? I may have told you this story, but it always sticks with me, so I'm going to say it to you now. When I was practicing, I used to have groups of people um get together like friends for me and I would say, I need to have a practice. Can you guys all get together and we'd have people over. And one day I was working for a friend of a friend, lovely girl, and I got through her dad. And I was talking about her dad riding a motorbike and his character. I knew that he had a leather jacket that had something specific, like an emblem on the back of it. Um, I knew that he Yeah, love motorbiking, big personality, smoker, drinker, if I recall correctly, I might be getting some of these details wrong, but anyway, died when she was young. And then what I saw in my head was a newspaper and the title of the headline of the newspaper was major local celebrity dies in bike accident or car accident or accident. I can't remember now. And rather than just saying, I'm seeing a newspaper with this headline on it, I started making it smaller because I didn't trust what I'd got. So I said, was your dad quite well known locally? Um, was, Was it in the paper when he died? Did he die in a car accident? And it was only afterwards when we were talking that I found out his name was Major. So if I had just said the the headline of the newspaper that I saw in my mind's eye, it would have been the most banging piece of evidence. But I made it smaller, and I questioned into it. And that is something that you will all do, because we all do it. No one gets anywhere without doing this. But you will all have a story in your development like that one, where you wake up sometimes at night and just kick yourself and wish you'd done better. Because that's... The challenge, you have to say what you see, even though it feels like your brain has just made it up, even though you feel embarrassed and awkward. I always try and say, when I'm trying to explain to my husband, who's not into all this stuff, what mediumship's like, I often say it's a bit like being on The X Factor or singing. You know, sometimes as a singer, you can go out on stage and it will be mind-blowingly amazing. And sometimes you will go out on stage and it will be... Okay, and you'll hit all the notes, but there won't be that energy, that wow behind it. Just like mediumship, some people are naturally amazing singers, and other people need some help. But most people can carry a tune of sorts. And that's mediumship, that's how it works. And the problem with that as an analogy is, when we go out on stage and put ourselves in that vulnerable position, We don't know the words that we're going to sing or the tune of the song. We go out with no idea. And that is the vulnerability like nothing you will ever experience in any other way. And that is why you have to work on yourself more than you work on your mediumship. I know that I've covered this before, but I'm going to say it again. You want to make sure that you are in control with your sitters. You want them to be saying yes, no, don't know, maybe to you in response. You don't want sitters who are going to talk to you too much, pull you out of your power. You don't want sitters that are going to um, tell you the answer so that you can't find it for yourself. The number of times I've had sitters go, yeah, you say, I've got your aunt here and I know she died too young and she left behind two children. They go, yes, oh, yeah, she died of cancer. She had a terrible time. And you're just bringing in the cancer energy and you think, oh, you've just taken away the bit of evidence I was going to give you. So it's part of the skill of a medium is also politely getting people who mean very well to shut up. <laughs> but it's true. You know, uh, you could easily be one of those mediums that just stands there and says, I've got your dad here and then let's let somebody else fill in the blanks. But you don't want to be that medium, do you? You want to prove it to yourself also. So building up that power with the spirit and understanding the feeling of that is something, I know I said it, but it's just so important. Understanding how to build into that flow, understanding how it feels, how it moves through you when you're at that tipping point when you know it's mostly spirit unless you and you can just go with everything you're getting and go into the finer details and when you need to be building that power absolutely absolutely crucial one of the things I think also is important to understand is it's not the sitter's job to validate you and when people learn with me There comes a point, I think it's normally on my advanced mediums group, where I don't allow feedback. It depends. It might be in the beginners too if I'm feeling particularly evil. But it's because we become so reliant on seeking validation.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
0: in our mediumship from the person we're reading for and that is a dangerous dangerous space to be in of course you want to do a good job of course you want the people who come into contact with you to leave feeling happy and excited and like they've had a communication like they've been reconnected with their loved ones you want that but it is not their job to validate you And this is really, really hard. It's also hard because if you stare too much at them and you look at all the micro-expressions on their face, you have a tendency to move yourself into psychic because you are looking at them and you are exploring them and working out how it feels if it feels like you're landing with them mediumistically. But it's also important to understand that a lot of sitters, rightly or wrongly, they don't really know what they want. They don't really know what it is that's going to give them that feeling that's going to help to heal that hole in their heart. And the problem with that is if you start seeking the validation from them for you to feel like you've done a good job, you've lost control. And a massive part of mediumship is controlling it, is being in your power, is being confident when they say, I'm not sure I understand that, when you go back to the spirit and say, did you give me that or did I make it up? If they say, no, that was right, is you going, okay, I'm going to leave that with you and not pulling it back and diluting it. And when you really work on your development, you'll have loads of stories like this one and I'm sure I've shared it with you before, but I'm going to share it again, which is a wonderful lady I was reading for and I think it was her mum. And her mum was showing me The way I was seeing it, the pictures in my head were her ashes. So I knew she'd been cremated and a rose, her ashes and a rose, her ashes and a rose. And her daughter said, no, no, can't take that. There's nothing about that. I don't know what you're talking about. And she was really polite. She was lovely, but she just couldn't make sense of it. Now, at that moment, I could have gone, oh, okay. don't know why I got that and made a joke of it. But I didn't, luckily. Um, I felt like I was still getting that from the spirit. She said it didn't make any sense. I said, Okay, well I still feel like I'm getting it, so I don't know what that is. And it was the next day when she was talking to her daughter, and her daughter said, But there is a rose. It's on the container. And when they looked at the ashes that they'd got from the crematorium, they were in a container with a rose on them. And she sent me an email with a photo of it, which was just amazing. But that's the importance of being confident in your connection, which I'm not expecting you to do if it's your first week in doing evidential mediumship. But it's something you need to be aware of. You need to be aware that it is easy sometimes to make it into a joke, to say you've got the wrong spirit, to undo all of your hard work. But if you do that, it will damage your connection and it will damage your confidence. One of the things that often happens in practice groups is people with the best intention, the best will in the world, will say yes to things that should be no's. They will also sometimes take spirits that shouldn't, that aren't theirs. And this is always a difficult thing because I understand how hard it is to hold a space for somebody who is struggling. When you can see them finding it really hard and you want them to do better and you want them to know that you believe in them But actually, if you really believe in somebody who's doing their mediumship, you should let them struggle. You should let them stumble. You should let them get frustrated and find the wrong words and the wrong evidence and work through it. Because that's such an important and valuable thing to be able to do. There are times in my mediumship where one little word or one little sentence or the way that I'm seeing it is just made it a no when it should have been a yes. And I've been lucky that I've had tough sitters because if I hadn't had tough sitters, I might have let some of those things go. But I have learned to be tough. I have learned to be determined. I've learned to trust in what I'm getting. That doesn't mean I don't get it wrong sometimes. That doesn't mean my brain doesn't pull up random bits of information. But it's such an important thing to understand that It doesn't do anybody any good to say yes to something that should be a no. And no's, you have to learn to get comfortable with them. You have to try. It's the hardest thing. At the beginning, every time somebody says no, your inner voice will say, I knew you were rubbish. You can't do this. I'm so embarrassed. This is so awkward. But after a while, when you start to really accept that no's are part of the work, that they're not going anywhere, that it's not for you to be comfortable and feel safe in your mediumship. There is no safety in mediumship if you're doing it right. It's complete vulnerability, complete exposure. But if you are doing it like that, you will get no's. And sometimes that is things that people have forgotten. Sometimes it's just the way that you're saying it. And sometimes it's just a a fact of the information it's just they'll remember later or it's not going to make sense to them but they'll say it to somebody else and uh two months down the line they'll be at a family reunion and they'll say I saw this medium she was really good but she said this one thing about a football shirt and I said no and they go what the football shirt I've got and you go what you know spirit are really clever And there are layers to the messages. So you should be getting through spirits that people can understand. But it's also really important to remain in your power with it. Because somebody's need can overrun a reading. If you've got somebody and you say, I've got your grandma here, she was this, 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 nicker, that sounds like my mum. And you go back to the spirit and you think, do you feel like a grandma? You feel like a mum? No, you definitely feel like a grandma. Because that sitter wants to hear from their mum. they will try and make every piece of evidence a piece of evidence for their mum. And your job as a medium is to stick to your guns. If you feel like it's grandma, if you've gone back and checked and you still feel like it's grandma, then grandma it is. And learning to hold a compassionate space of, this is who I've got for you is really really important. So there's so many different aspects to evidential mediumship and I don't know if I've covered them all to be honest because there's just so much to think about but if you've got questions I'm sure you must have don't be afraid to email me podcast at hannahmedium.co.uk Um, because I love answering them and I have got um, some wonderful people answered my Facebook story, no, Instagram story the other day, and gave me um, things that need troubleshooting. So the next episode after the interview that we've got on Thursday with the Law of Attraction expert Amanda Riley, after that we will go through the troubleshooting and we will work through those things. So what is happening? Let's recap You are setting your intention for you, not for spirit. Spirit don't need instruction. But you are setting your intention for you that you are going to communicate with somebody in the spirit world. Now, if you're doing it on your own, that is enough. I just want to practice spirit. If you're doing it for somebody in front of you, you say, for my friend, whoever they are. Okay? And then you just feel out and you are working psychically to begin with because you are seeking and if you are seeking you are working psychically but you know that you will move into evidential because that's the intention you've set. So you seek out and you think is this a man or a woman and you say I've got a man stepping forward here. Please please do not say a male energy. So cold. Imagine being there with a son that you've lost and you refer to him as a male energy. That's just such a weird way of saying it. I've got a man here. I've got a boy here. I've got a woman here. I've got a female here. Whatever you want to say. And this feels to me like mum. And then you are working through those initial bullet points of energy, bullet points of information from your list that you have collaborated with Spirit on of things you might possibly like to receive. Not in order, not everything that's on the list, but just What are you going to give me that's off my list? Because that is your comfort space to allow the blend to take place. And hopefully, just a few little pieces of information, building that presence. It's always great to talk about their character, their personality, builds that energy with the spirit. And then at some point, you will find that your mediumship just starts taking a life of its own. And when it starts taking a life of its own, and there's more energy behind it, which is a skill to be able to feel in itself. But when you can get to that place, that is when you uh, start surrendering and saying, give me some really good evidence here. And you get the stories and the memories and the details. And then you move to message. What do they want to say? And I think message is... It's almost like a closing down energy, it's like a sub-frequency where you sort of start slowing things down, it's like your train is done, you finish stoking up the fire and your train is just coasting now into the station. What have they seen? What do they want to say? Um, Sometimes with mediums I see them go into message and then come out of message and start doing evidence again and personally I don't think that works. I think you should try and follow a structure, certainly at the beginning um, of building, building, building of bullet points, allowing that energy to build into the most beautiful energy with the most beautiful blend and that connection, where you then get deeper bits of evidence and then you allow it to come to a gentle stop with the message. And that vibrationally works best, but also it's really good for your practice to try it different ways. that's really what you're doing and although you will get difficult sitters in your life I think for the most part the worst sitter you will ever have is you as a medium you will constantly be thinking was that good enough are they impressed enough did I impress myself enough um do I feel like I got enough and it's always really hard when I first started demonstrating, I used to get Kim and Amanda to write down every bit of evidence I got for every spirit so that when I went back to bed afterwards, sort of exhausted, but also wired and unable to sleep, I would sit and count the evidence and make sure that I felt like I'd got enough pieces that were specific enough. Um, that was debilitatingly difficult for my energy Um, But it did prove to me, actually, that I was getting way more than I thought I was. And you want to work, certainly at the beginning, you want to understand that your, your mediumship is precious. Your mediumship is like a soft, it's like an oyster without a shell. That's probably a bit gross, but you know what I mean. It's easily damaged. It's shy. And so you want to be really choosing the people you work with very carefully. If it's your friend's husband who's had two pints of lager, who just called you a fraud and then wants you to prove it, he is not the guy to be working with because he will not bring the the right sitter energy. What you want is those friends that can hold a space for you of real support and real love. And you want those people that you can practice with On Facebook, we've got the Mediumship Matters podcast group. Go on there, see if anyone wants to practice, because if they listen to the podcast, then they know how it really works. You've got better chance of getting a good calibre sitter. I always think it's interesting that in practice groups... You will never do your best work. And part of that is because that's the place to get it wrong. That's the place to make mistakes. I always say to my students, I don't want you to get it right when you're here because then I've got nothing to teach you. But also I think that people's need plays a massive part. And when you're in a practice group, whose need are the spirit world fulfilling? Because I think they are fulfilling the need of the developing medium. So you're not going to perhaps, if you're in a practice group environment, get those links that mean that most to you, the world to you, because that's not what it's for. It's for the medium to experience. So certainly in my beginner's mediumship, we've had some really random, I think the other day we had a grandmother's best friend and, you know, the sitter was really apologetic. She didn't recognize them straight away, but why would you? That's not where your brain is going to go, is it? But of course. The spirit world knew that that medium needed to learn the experience of somebody saying, no, I don't know who this is, and holding that that connection and holding that truth and having the experience of going, well, this is what I'm getting, so let's work with it. And that is painfully hard and painfully difficult, but really so important. So remember, a no is not the end of the world what is the worst thing that can happen is somebody saying no. And if at the beginning, when you're trying to blend and you're trying to to experiment with friends and things like that, if you say, I've got dad here, and they say, no, I haven't got dad in spirit, then just go for another, you know, this might be granddad then. But if they say no again, just say to them, Who have you got in spirit? Let me try and do it back to front. And don't be afraid to experiment with it. Because in this environment, you are not trying to prove to them anything. They are not a paying client. You are experimenting and experiencing for yourself. And that's so important to understand. We all have this idea that we're going to go out and be brilliant and then get bitch slapped around by the spirit world until we realise that's virtually impossible. So play with it, experiment with it, make it your own, watch lots of mediums work, think about the kind of medium you want to be, try doing your readings back to front, upside down, ask your sitter who they want to hear from and try and get them in, Uh, do your message at the beginning and see how that changes the energy and experiment and play and that is the best way for you to work out what works for you. But don't be afraid of no's because no's more often than not are yeses, But also, they're a natural part of mediumship. So you're going to get them. So you have to just find that strength to persevere. Okay, here we go. Good luck. And uh, let me know how you get on. And as always, if you've enjoyed today's podcast, I would be so, so very grateful if you could leave me a review. Take care and we will catch up again soon. luxury quality within
1: reach go to quince.com style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order quince.com style
0: thanks so much for listening to the podcast today i hope you enjoyed it